Blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Sean Crystal Parker, and this is episode 10 of Real Shift Happens. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. And let's just get right into it. I'm excited. This week, our SMB discussion topic is the age of Aquarius. Now, whether you've heard of this concept before or not, I mean, I suggest you just stay tuned because we have a really, really special guest today who wrote a book all about it. Okay, so stay tuned and we're going to dive deep into this age of Aquarius. What does it mean? What is it? But first, let's get into our five minute focus shift right now. Returning to the source is serenity. Sit in a comfortable position and close your eyes. For just this moment, let go of your thoughts in the outside world. Focus your attention on your heart center. Place both hands on your heart and be aware of your heart as a space. The heart center is a point of awareness where feelings enter. In its essence, the heart is pure emptiness, pervaded by peace and subtle light. This light may appear as white, gold, pale pink, or blue. But don't strain to find a light of any kind. All you need to feel is whatever is there. Resting your attention 
easily on your heart center. Breathe gently and sense your breath flowing into your heart. You may want to visualize a soft pastel light or coolness pervading the chest. Let your breath go in and out. And as it does, ask your heart what it needs to say. Don't phrase this as an order. Just have the faint intention that you want your heart to express itself. Sit and listen. Your heart will begin to release emotions, memories, wishes, fears, and as it does, you will find yourself paying attention. If you daydream, or drift off, just bring your attention back to your heart center. And we're coming back opening the eyes. Welcome back everyone. Yes, that heart meditation is very, very nice. This meditation is helping us open up our hearts. So remember, we are trying to open our hearts, love more, And also, remember I mentioned that I would change up the meditation from time to time. So just get ready to try some really powerful meditations, you know, as we go along here. And also feel free to stick to just the one you like the most or the one that resonates with you at the time. You can always just replay the one you like over and over or try new ones. It's up to you. So this week, I am super excited about our topic and our very special guest. Now, I don't know if you remember, I mean, some of you may remember, but there was an old school song from the 60s called The Age of Aquarius, and it goes a little something like this.
I've heard that song all my life here and there. I think it's also in the musical Hair. And, but have you ever really listened to the words to that song? I'm going to leave a link in the, in, um, for you, for the YouTube video so you can hear the entire song and see the entire video. The song is by a group called Fifth Dimension. And this is a 1969 song. I remember hearing it growing up, all my life growing up, had no idea that, that it was a black group, nor had I any idea what they were talking about. Also, I only remember the chorus, so I, you know, I don't remember all of the words. I mentioned briefly in the upcoming interview I came across this topic so someone mentioned a book to me that I that I knew I had and it was one of the books that had been in my storage for years so I went looking for that book and when I did I found that book and I also grabbed a couple of other books that were next to it to check those out as well well I ended up not even looking at the book that I originally went to get and I end up picking up this other book and and it's called And Now There Is Aquarius by Zeb Sanders III. So like I mentioned before in one of the previous episodes, just like that book I found Power Versus Force in my collection, I don't remember when or where I picked up this book. I don't know if it was maybe like the Bodhi Tree Um, that used to be on Melrose back in the early 2000s. I'm not sure. I may have ordered on Amazon. I'm not even sure. But I never read the book. It looks like it had never been even opened, like the spine was brand new. And so I just, I start to read the book and I'm just shocked on how this timeline in the book that the author puts forth, um, is so close to my own personal spiritual awakening timeline. So I start looking for the book online and I find that it's out of print. So I look, I start to look for the author and I came across one of his YouTube videos and his email address. So I reach out, tell him how I came across his book and he agreed to speak with us about the book. So I'm, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this interview Um, Just a little background about the age of Aquarius, though. So in case you kind of never heard of this concept, I looked it up in Wikipedia just to get like a definition. And it says the age of Aquarius is an astrological term denoting either the current or forthcoming astrological age, depending on the method of calculation. Astrologers maintain that an astrological age is is a product of the Earth's slow processional rotation and lasts for 2,160 years. On average, 26,000-year period of procession divided by 12 zodiac signs equals 2,160 years. So that's how they're figuring the procession of each zodiac sign. With that being said, let's just notate that there's a difference between astrology and horoscope. 
Okay, because most people think of it all as kind of one thing and it all being like kind of a novelty, which is fine. I mean, everyone has a right to their opinion, right? And I'm not an astrologer by any means, but I can, you know, kind of discern the difference between what is novelty and what is an actual study or an ology. So the study of astrology dates back to ancient Egyptian times and possibly even since the beginning of mankind. So a horoscope is more like a tiny snippet of the study of astrology taken out, like a little snippet taken from that for kind of like for our own entertainment or amusement. Um, The concept of the age of Aquarius has been documented throughout history. The only thing is there is some dispute on the actual date of its arrival. So, you know, astrologists do know that this happens. This is an occurrence. The age is changing. We're coming out of the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. But there is some dispute on when the ages actually start as, you know, we know that calendars vary. We, we here in America go by the uh, Roman Gregorian calendar, which is different from other calendars, like say the Ethiopian calendar or um, Jewish calendar. So anyway, that being said, let's go ahead and just jump right into this truly informative interview with Zeb Sanders III as we discuss the age of Aquarius in his book, And Now There Is Aquarius. Let's get into it right now. Returning to the source is serenity. everyone peace thank you so much for for joining us today we have a special guest his name is zeb sanders the third he is a prolific author of an amazing book called and now there is aquarius welcome zeb how are you i'm doing well sean thank you very much for having me Oh, no problem. I'm so glad that you were able to join us. I'm so happy about it. So excited. And um, just a little background on the book. Um, And now there is Aquarius. I actually have had this book for about, I don't know, 10 plus years, maybe more. And, um, you know, as I was telling you, Zeb, I had it in my storage for about seven years at least. And for some reason, I was looking through my books and I found it again. I picked it up and I started reading it. It was amazing. And I found you on YouTube. I found your email address, (laughs) reached out to you and you were so, I'm so happy that you were able to join us. So can you just tell us like a little about yourself and, um, you know, what you're, what you're up to? Sure. Uh, I'm a healer. Uh, I, I herald the Aquarian air, which means I um, revealed that it came in in 1992, which is part of what the book is is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm the teacher of its universal law. 
Mm. And for those who don't know what a universal law is, it's uh, a force that compels the planet and all of its inhabitants to comply with it, mm. just like gravity. Mm -hmm. The difference between the law that I have and gravity is that I, uh, the law I bring exhibits an intelligence. Mm. And what I mean by that is there's an intent of design. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. In other words, it's chooses. And that's because there is an intelligence behind it. And I know this because that intelligence, which I call source, mm -hmm. guided me through the process so that I could reveal the transition to the planet and successfully guide humanity through this seven stage transition process. Mm -hmm. That's why my 1992 prophecy is proven accurate. And uh, I've shown how global warming has conformed to the first four stages of the seven stage process. And, and as I, uh, you know, Sean, I am about to, within a three to four weeks, release proof that human society has conformed to the first four stages as well. That's the second video mm. uh, that I'm going to release. Uh, or as part of, of my calling, as some people might say, I had to document what went on at each of the stages that I had gone through, make a, give a description for, for, uh, for them. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, that's how... Uh, um, I had come to the point where I knew that I had something that I didn't really know. I knew it pertained to me, but I didn't know it went beyond that. So in my book, I opened up in January of 1992. I was laying on my bed and the symbol um, of the Aquarian era, mm -hmm. which basically the points on that symbol com uh, composed the seven stage transition process. It was made known to me as I was just laying there on the bed, was it, it, it just opened up in my head that wow. this thing I held in my hand, the word of God, actually applied not only to myself, but also to the world at large. And so it was like the microcosm and the macrocosm. Mm -hmm. And then that's when it came to me that I had gone through the process in order to help to guide uh, the planet through the process on the macrocosmic level. And the seven stages are, as I said, composed of, it's a transition process. So we're transitioning mm -hmm. from the age of Pisces into the Aquarian era. Mm. And the seven stages are the seven stages of transition. I give dates. The first stage, of course, is 1992, because that's the birth of the era. That's why it was revealed to me at that time. That's what I had been prepared and didn't know I was being prepared uh, to herald, but that's where I was prepared to, that was, that's where I was being prepared to actually herald mm. and to teach. And so 1992 marked the first stage. And I also got dates 2016, which marks the fourth stage in 2022. Mm -hmm. In the book, I have 2022 at stage seven, but it's, uh, I, I, since then I pushed 2022 to stage five. So in 1998, when the actual book came out, because at first what came out was the treaties. In fact, even before the treaties, I put a small paper together and I passed it out to a couple of friends to let them know what, you know, had been revealed to me. Then I put together in a paper form, a format, a treaties, which is uh, one of the documents in the book that explained the era. And I handed that out at the Long Beach study group. And then eventually the following year in 1993, it was published in three parts in the Community Coupon Clipper, which at that time was edited by Annie Pierce. And so when I'm, the seven stages are the seven stages we're actually going through 
as part of transitioning from one dispensation, as the Christians would call it, into a new dispensation, or as metaphysicians and astrologers might call it, from the Apician era into the Aquarian era. And what that seven-stage process is composed of, for instance, the first stage when it came about, just like the birth of, of most mothers that I know of anyway, there's pains that, that accompany birth. And so when the new era came in, it actually announced itself. But most people were unconscious. In fact, you don't really become conscious of what's going on until the fourth stage, which is 2016, around 2016. And that's why I'm out right now putting videos out. I have, I have one video out now. I have a second one coming and a third one behind that. Because 2016 marked the point at which we're supposed to become conscious of the process. And in, in, in 1992, when it first came out, as I said, there were birth pains. The, uh, I talked about the catastrophes in the book that happened around, and they happened in serial form. So they were un, in a, it was an unusual uh, series of events that happened. Mm -hmm. But those were the birth pangs that marked the birth of the era in 1992. And when the book when the book came out, the book came out in 1998. As I said, the treaties came out first in 1992. The book came out in 1998. When the book came out, that marked the point at which um, definition the, the point of definition. I also, in addition to numbering the stages, I give each of the seven stages a name, and together the you go from beginning to um, definition to generation to the, the stage we're in now is the transition process. Fifth stage is regeneration. Sixth stage is refinement. And seventh stage is the completion of the process. So it's, it's similar if you could uh, think about it. Uh, when the sun comes into being at the winter solstice, that's its beginning. As you go from winter solstice to the spring equinox, the sun increases in power. And at the spring equinox, it's equal to the darkness. You know, um, in other words, during winter, it's we have the dark period of time and we have a limited amount of sun. But as you move towards the equinox, the sun, the time of uh, the sun is uh, that we actually experience the sun is experience darkness at the equinox, meaning equal uh, uh, equal nights. The, uh, the the sun and the darkness or the light and the darkness are equal. From the equinox on towards the uh, summer solstice, the sun constantly increases in power until we have more daylight by the time of the, of the summer solstice. And it's the same, if you can imagine that, it's the very same process that's going on in the seven-stage process of transition from the Piscean era to the Aquarian era. As I said, in, I give a definition for each of the seven stages in the book, and I give dates for four of the stages. So that, and I did this in 1990, I had three stages in 1992. Mm -hmm. I came up with the fourth stage in 1998 with the publishing of the book. And we've hit uh, the markers for 1998, for the third stage between 1998 and 2016, and 2016. In my video, I actually off offer the evidence that proves that we've actually the, that the Earth has gone through this, the first four stages of the transition process. Mm -hmm. So I not only offer a prophecy as of 1992 and 1998, but I've also, as of last year, proved 
by physical evidence that we are indeed the earth, the planet, and human society, of course, and all of the inhabitants of the planet are actually going through this seven-stage transition, and we've hit each of the stages at the very year that I said that we would. So the mm. prophecy is, has proven itself to be true. And so I, I'm just, uh, so that's a little bit about the seven stages without going into depth, unless you want me to go into more depth with the, uh, about the seven stages. Well, I'm curious about some of the signs that you've seen, like in 2016 or other years. Okay. So um, at the inception of the age in 1992, there were a lot of weather uh, um, abnormalities, a series of them, in fact, that I document in the book, as well as uh, social uprisings that I document in the book. And those, again, they all signified the birth of the era. So because of the weather patterns, particularly uh, due to the, you know, the, the all of the, the, the weather patterns, including the earthquakes, the, the tsunamis, the hurricanes, the, the floods, and uh, the social uprisings. Together, they all compose what I call a thunderstorm. In fact, most of the um, cataclysms during that period of time were actually due to the thunderstorm. And that's what I show in the book. I use uh, a quote from the, the gentleman at that time who was the head of the National Weather Service, who stated that all of these calamities, with the exception of the social uprising and the, and the exception of the earthquakes, of course, was due to thunderstorms. That being the case, and me knowing that at the beginning of, of, of the birth of an era, when this, these cataclysms actually signify the, the birth in series, that gave me the, the, the foresight to look at weather to see how weather was changing through this period of time. So as I tracked the weather and you know, I kept up with it, and in 2017, the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and NASA, they published, they have a database of, of global average surface temperatures. And so I was tracking the, the, the global average surface temperatures as well as the weather patterns and stuff like that. And when I viewed in 2017, when it came out, because I, I, what I prophesied was that 2016 would be the hottest year on record, that 1998, the defining would actually, whatever went on during that period of time would define what would, be, what would be going on from that period through 2016 and beyond. Mm -hmm. And that between the second stage, which is 1998, and the fourth stage, which is 2016, the third stage would be an, an e increase of the type of weather pattern established at 1998. When I looked at the record of NASA and NOAA, the global average surface temperatures that they documented in their data, database followed exactly that pattern. So when 1998 came about, 1998, that year was the hottest year of, 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 of record since the records had been kept since the 1800s. So that was the, uh, the, the defining moment, the, the model that would actually uh, replicate itself and actually coming to being at the seventh stage. So 1998 gave me my marker. And mm. then I looked at all the weather patterns from night from uh, 2000 on through to 2016. And during that period of time, we had the hottest years of recorded. This is, this is worldwide global. 
mm -hmm. average surface temperatures, the hottest global uh, average surface temperatures on the planet. We had the five hottest years ever recorded. We had the hottest years ever recorded, three in, um, um, the three hottest years in a row ever recorded. A whole lot of evidence showing that this this weather, this this global warming was actually manifesting or generating itself. And in 2016, as I had prophesied, 2016 became and is now the hottest year ever recorded. Wow. Since 1800. So it followed the pattern. 1998 showed the hottest year recorded up to 1998. Then you had, well, that's the second stage, defining. Mm -hmm. Third stage was generating, which means that the the whatever is set at the 1998 generates itself um, and creates disturbances through all the way through to 2016. That occurred because, again, we had the hottest five years on record, and those five years kept changing because each almost every successive year will become a hotter year. Mm -hmm. Then we had the three hottest years in a row ever recorded, and then we had 2016, the hottest year on record. Wow. So the databases for global average surface temperature actually conform to the to stage two, stage three, and stage four mm -hmm. of the seven-stage pattern that I laid out. So that's how I know, and that's how and, and it's, that's how I prove that the existence number one of the seven-stage process, and number two that we are actually going through a transition process from one age into another. Wow. It's fascinating. So from this 2016 transition, mm -hmm. the next one is regenerating. Okay. Now let me come out a little broader here. So what we're going through is the earth is actually going through a process of recreating itself. What's also happening is that humanity is actually recreating itself. Right. And that's what you mentioned, the micro and the macro. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's a transformation, it's a planetary-wide transformation going on with the environment as well as with uh, in, in human society. So everybody's going through a, trans, a, a transition or transformation, mm -hmm. going from one age into another. And there's evidence of these transformations. As I said, the video I have out presently shows, uses the, the database from, the, from NASA and NOAA to demonstrate how global average surface temperatures have conformed to the first four stages of the process. The video I'm working on now show, will show how human society has conformed to the first four stages of the process, which basically, as I said uh, a few minutes ago, what we're doing is the, the earth is recreating itself and human society is being transformed. In my book, I also mentioned that Western civilization would meet its end during the fourth stage. And that's mm. essentially what's going on at this period. And I, I give proof in the second video of that. So if you can look, you can look at this thing is at, at the, the seven stages as the seven stages of creation. That's exactly what's, what's happening. The earth is recreating itself. The planet is recreating itself. Wow. That's so powerful because I feel like I had my own personal, you know, kind of rebirth, I would say mm -hmm. in like 98. And um, it really just instantly changed me instantly. And um, ever since then, I think I've just kind of like almost been on a mission to figure out what, what that was. I mean, mm -hmm. I have more understanding now, but I remember feeling like a child again, almost, okay. you know, and then like having to like grow up again, almost and 
learn things through and through a different perspective, I would say, I guess. And it really goes along with the years that you have in your seven phases of passage. So, I, I mean, I feel like I have a personal deep understanding already because of what I've experienced just on my personal level of what, you know, the, right. the, mac, the micro. What do you think, though, about people saying that it, it's going into the fifth dimension? Does that, does that have to do with this, do you think? Or is that just another way of saying that there's these changes in this age occurring? You know, I've seen that. Um, saw it several years ago and saw it recently again, and I really didn't delve too much into it. So I'm not really sure what they're talking about. But if they're talking about a transition or transformation of some sort, that's correct. But what I offer, and, and again, I don't want to speak directly to that, but I, uh, because I haven't really researched it. But I, what I also know is that they're, they're uh, like you had the, I'm relating it at this point to other such events. Again, I'm not speaking directly to that, but I'm going to speak to those other events that are that, from my knowledge, are similar to the the fifth dimension type of of, of thing. So, for instance, you had the Mayan calendar. You know, the 2012 was supposed to be the time the Earth would would come to an end, or the you know the ending of the Mayan calendar, and people didn't mm -hmm. really know what would happen. Some people predicted the end of civilization and, and other things. Then you had for a long period of time, people talking about the Aquarian age, but it was a nebulous claim because no one ever stated when it would begin and no one knew when it would begin. Then you have claims that the Aquarian age actually began with 2012, with the ending of the Mayan calendar. But with all those claims, there's been no proof or evidence, you know, that what they say and believe actually transpired. The difference between those claims and what I herald is that I've laid out seven stages. I gave dates to four of those stages. I described each of the seven stages and I've proven using data sets, just like a scientist would prove a, um, a theory. By means of observation and collecting data, I've shown that the first four stages of the seven stage process have come to pass and that Earth is conforming to those seven stages because it's a universal law. So what I have is I have something that's proven and, and it's documented. And anybody, it's, it's reliable, meaning that anybody can go to the data sets of, of NASA or NOAA and, and take it and, and compare it to um, my, my, the first four stages. We've only gone through the first four stages, to the first four mm -hmm. stages my process and come up with the same conclusion. So I'm what I my difference is that I've proven mm -hmm. that we're trans going through a seven stage transition and that we've gone through the first four stages of that transition, whereas the other claims are not proven. They're just beliefs. Powerful. Now, yeah, let me go back because in the in my video, I made the correction. 2022, I moved to the fifth stage. Okay. So in 2022, we hit stage five. So we're actually in the transition now. We're in stage four, the transition now, exactly. Mm -hmm. And we go next to regeneration, which is the fifth stage in 2022. And also I clarified that in my book, I, I state as in the description for stage two that 
we'd enter stage two in not in, in with the publication of my book because it provided the definition. The book was published in 1998. However, in the illustration you see 1999. So right. it, yeah, so there's a there's a misprint there. Okay. Or something I overlooked or something. Okay, so 1998 is actually stage two, as I state in the book. Mm -hmm. the subscription under stage two. And 2022, I made the correction and moved that from stage seven to stage five regeneration. Yeah, that's powerful. And I, I have the book here right in front of me. And you mentioned that the book is out of print. Mm -hmm. um, do you plan on putting that back into print? Yes, I do. It's because uh, the book was written. That was 21 years ago. So, yeah, ah, he dated me. No, I'm just like, <laughs> no, yeah, it, yeah. I, so, I know I must have gotten it back in like '99, maybe or 2000. I think mm -hmm. when I maybe purchased it. Yeah, but that just shows how how that just really shows how uh, source. And again, I call what some people call God, Allah, mm -hmm. and Yahweh. I call source. Okay. So it's, it's the supreme being. So we're all talking about the same thing. We're all talking about the supreme being. Yes. And so the the, the accuracy of my, my prophecies over 27 years old shows how source is indeed in this. And and I'm just the mouthpiece for source to the right. planet. Again, I went through the I went through this through the seven stages in order to guide the planet through the seven, at least those who would listen to me through the seven stages. For me, like you know, I went through a lot. Like, I don't know. But um, it just, my personal thing does line up with this opening gate. So when, I mean, uh, seven phases. So mm. when I saw it, I was like, I, I almost started crying. <laughs> mm, okay. I'm telling you. And I do believe um, it's, you know, source because I've had a lot of synchronicities that have just been happening. And it's almost like leading me to that something you know what I mean in mm -hmm. this case it it was your book so um you know it's really powerful and again that's all due to source it just shows me to be its vehicle and that's what I'm I'm trying to do my best to plast this word out um well how about can you touch on um the symbol that you have on the book sure okay as in the book I show that uh, the symbol I have for um and let me describe it because mm -hmm. this is a uh, audio here, oral. The symbol is to, is uh, is composed of two triangles, and in the middle of the triangle is a seed or a sun um, type of symbology. And so you have a triangle at the, the top triangle. The 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 point, the apex of the triangle is up. The bottom triangle, the apex of the triangle, is pointed downward. And in the middle, you have that seed or that 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 sun if you take that and you compare it to the hexagram the hexagram is essentially uh the same two triangles but they're interlocked or interlaced that symbol is equivalent to the symbol for pisces the two tethered fish swimming in opposite directions it's essentially the same thing. It's just two different. It's it's, uh, it's, just, it's just the two sim symbols have to carry the same meaning, but they belong to do two different systems. So when that interlaced triangle actually becomes unlocked, it reveals what 
has been hidden beneath those symbols or what has been oppressed beneath those triangles or what has been refined you know, uh, between those two triangles. And that process of liberation is equivalent to the definition of Aquarius as the force or the energy of liberation. What the triangle symbolizes, in, and it symbolizes a couple of different things, but let me, let me go with this one. What it symbolizes is that all things that were oppressed during the Piscean era, all peoples that were oppressed or repressed during the Piscean era would be freed or liberated by means of the Aquarian energies during the Aquarian era. That's one form. It also states that this process that, or this liberatory energy, which is the Aquarian energy, is to be used wisely in order, because what the, the thing is at this point, since we're at the beginning of the process, this is this is a, this is the opportunity that we have. As I said, the Earth is is being is being recreated, and we're being a when we're being asked to actually do our parts to help to clean the Earth, particularly what we've contributed to, uh, uh, the uh, or the the corruption of the Earth that we've contributed to. So mm -hmm. we're being asked as part of the as caretakers of the Earth to actually go back and and and. Uh, to let go of the habits that brought the earth to the point where it is now and to go through a process of actually helping to cleanse the earth. The earth is cleansing itself, but it also needs our help because we are the caretakers of the earth. And we are also human society, since the earth is being recreated, human, as I said earlier, human society is also being transformed and recreated. Mm -hmm. So we're in the position now of being of 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 we have the 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 possibility and i and i go into this more in the video that's coming out so i'm i'm going to try and give a little here but at the same time i have to wait for that video to come out because it explains it in greater detail and it gives uh, justification for what i'm about to say okay so we're actually called upon not only to help to cleanse the earth, but also to recreate human society in conformity with the law of source. Each age has its own particular law. And we have to entrain or attune to the will of source. And by doing so, we are now in the position to actually bring the kingdom of heaven down to earth. Which is, which is only to say that we, when we align ourselves to the law or to the will of source, those energies can manifest and be realized through us. The highest energies of the, of the, of the era is what I'm talking about. Mm. Because as with all ages and with all energies, you have different levels of energy. In the Piscean era, for example, the lower stratums of energy were actually accessed and manifested which is why you have the, the Pisces, uh, the symbol, you have two fish swimming in opposite directions and the fish are tethered. And that can be viewed in two different ways. One way to view it is that, not only viewed, but realized in two different ways. It can be realized or viewed as two complementary um, entities working together to bring about the higher, highest energies of the era. 
another way for it to be realized, which means manifest on the earth and viewed, is that you have one fish, they're, they're in their they're, they're, they're struggle, and one fish is dominant. The other one is subjected to it. That's what actually played out here in America, where you had African American, you have Af Africans enslaved, you know, since the founding of America. And so that's how the energies played out during the Piscean era with reference to the United States of America. Wow. Because the, you had people who are operating on the lowest levels of that Piscean energy, mm -hmm. and they realized that that energy. They materialize that energy, and that's how it actually played out here. And I go into that in my third video. Now, in the in the Aquarian years, it's the very same thing. You have the lowest levels of energy. You have the highest levels of energy. We have the opportunity now to access um, the highest levels of energy. And, and again, just to be clear, you really need to, once my, my, my second video will come out, it'll go into this. And you really need to, to see that video in order to, to see what I'm talking about to get more specific, let me say that. Okay. So for right now, what I'm going to say is that we have the opportunity to actually access the highest parts, the, the highest realms of that energy, the highest uh, vib vibratory rates, highest frequency of that energy. Mm. And if, we're, if, we, if we comply with sources will, we can actually manifest that on earth. And that's when they talk about the kingdom of heaven being on earth. That's mm -hmm. what it is. Mm. It's the highest levels of, the, of any particular energy form, in this case, the Aquarian energies, mm -hmm. being materialized through the people right. of the earth. So we have that opportunity at this point. That's part of the reason why I'm here to actually do the teaching on that and actually to instruct people and get them ready to actually receive that high vibration of energy, because it's mm -hmm. not just a thing where you can just you know go in and 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 think you can you know you'll be able to take it because you have to be primed for that because that energy can also if you're not ready to receive it it can be mm -hmm. destructive. Right. So you have to be in a position to actually be able to receive the energy, and so mm -hmm. but we have that opportunity now. As I said, that's as much as I'll say at this point. So we have the opportunity to actually create the kingdom of heaven on earth. Wow. That's so powerful. Oh, I can't wait for the next video. And you said that will be about three to four weeks. That should be three to four weeks. It's, it's a slow, it's a slow process. <laughs> it's okay. We'll wait. <laughs> and I will definitely, um, you know, put your YouTube channel on, you know, my social for everyone to make sure they subscribe to your channel so that we can get a notification when that new video comes out. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, oh, well, you know, I don't want to take up too, too much of your time here, Zeb, but you've been really, really great. I mean, I'm so happy that you agreed to talk to me. I mean, I feel really honored. <laughs> and I thank you so very much for, for having me. I, I appreciate that, really do. And I definitely want, you know, to have you back, though, after the next video so that we could talk about the next video. Um, we, you know, after you post post it on YouTube, we can talk about that, too, and get okay. deeper into, you know, how are how are we going to transition? How how do we make this transition? You know, mm -hmm. um, how how do we get more people aware of it? 
And then also, um, like you said, how do we just prepare ourselves to accept that energy? You know, mm-hmm. that's going to, that's, ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I can't wait. So um, anyway, let me let you go. And thank you so much, Seb. I really, really appreciate you taking your time for me and for the audience and for everyone who wants to hear this. I mean, this is this this subject, I would say, is not one that a lot of people I know personally Mm -hmm. uh, know about. You know, I mean, there there's a community of people. I would say, you know, online and such now that with social media and everything that kind of are getting into these topics. But, you know, just personally me on just where I grew up or people I know um, do not really know anything about this. So I think that's something else, too, to like, how do you, you know, how do you reach those people? Yeah. How do you even tell them or speak to them about it? It's mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that's something we could touch on the next time. I don't know. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. And again, I thank you so very much for this opportunity, Sean. Thank you too, Zeb. Returning to the source is serenity. What a powerful, awesome discussion. Zeb is so knowledgeable and I can't wait to have him back on the show to discuss the second part of his book. He did mention that he will be putting his book back into print soon and that he will be adding another video to his YouTube channel. So if you have a chance definitely check out his YouTube channel. It is Zeb Sanders the third And he does have only one video up right now, and it is The Age of Aquarius talking about his book. I definitely recommend checking that video out because he goes in-depth about um, his discovery of The Age of Aquarius and its, you know, timeline and inception. Definitely, definitely one to, you know, study up on a little more on your own, do some research and what do we need to do? You know, we we have to do the work so that we can create a shift in our own consciousness, which will create a shift in the collective consciousness. You know, that's the goal. And also, that's my time. So don't forget, you can support our podcast at anchor.fm slash real shift happens. And please subscribe on any of your favorite platforms. You can also drop me a line or a message through the anchor.fm app or on the um, on my profile, anchor.fm slash real shift happens. And, um, you know, leave me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear your thoughts on this topic. And until then, real shifters go within and make real shift happen. Peace.